Good day to you, and welcome to The Things We Don't See, changing the way you view yourself and your love life with a blind woman. That blind woman is me, Fern Lullum. Hello to you. How are you doing? Are you in a strained situation? How is lockdown treating you? I've got a new microphone. Do I sound any clearer? I don't know. Sometimes I think it's just a placebo effect. If we believe it's better, then it is. Woohoo! Today I want to talk about arguments, confrontations, disagreements, if you will, with your partner in these strange and troubled times when you're both locked in very close proximity. I have had a few. Me and the boyf have indulged ourselves in a few little tit-for-tats. And they're never fun, are they? They are often based on the most ridiculous things. Ours seem to very much revolve around cups of liquid being sent tumbling to the floor and having to clean that up. Whose fault was it? Was it? my fault generally for being the tipper of the liquid was it his fault for leaving it in an irresponsible place especially because i can't see very much who is the person to blame we like to assign blame and the other argument that me and josh get into is generally based on having individual pressures feeling that we have an expectation usually from the outside world or even in my case just getting enough stuff done because in today's society you just have to keep pumping it out like some kind of inspiration factory and not feeling very good about ourselves low self-esteem trying to be perfect. I have spoken about this before. Perfectionism has driven me crazy over the last few weeks. And I don't know if that is a factor of lockdown, because a lot of people I've spoken to, a lot of my friends have said that they are starting to do the same thing, you know, do something a million times and never be happy with it. Do we just have too much space to think? Who knows? But whatever the reason, we start then to automatically take out on one another because we're hyper anxious and on edge and uptight. And then the other person just says one little thing and the whole Jenga tower just crumbles to the floor. You know the score. You've been there. I'm sure you have. So what do you do when an argument arises to stop it from escalating? to discourage it from getting out of hand. Well, what did I do to find the answer to that question? I headed to the internet, always my first port of call, and I got some interesting responses, which I'm now going to enlighten you with. Many of the responses I got were along the lines of just walk away. That is the way of not letting it escalate. You leave the situation because if there's only one person in the room, you can't possibly have an argument. Nice thinking, sort of very practical, seems rational. But as we know, with emotions and in relationships, in interactions with each other, we're not always rational. We don't always follow that very black and white logic. What I preferred 
was this response, which says, when it starts to get heated, tell your partner you love them, but you need space. Very big distinction. You're still leaving, but you are communicating with them why you are leaving. I think if you just walk away, leave the room, and you don't give any explanation, that is almost like throwing the toastiest log you know, real thick branch onto the fire because then they're like, you are disrespecting me. You're just walking away. You're not even talking to me about this and you're likely going to be followed and then you're going to get frustrated because they're following you and you just wanted to get away from them and the argument will just carry on except it will be in a different room than the one it started in. That is the only change, I think, that will happen. So I like the idea of saying to your partner, look, this is getting silly now and I don't want to argue with your beautiful face, so let's take a little time out and both stew in our own juices. (laughs) That's the other thing, is when you walk away, don't just sit there and be frustrated. Be like, oh, I hate them. Because when you come back, you're just going to have even more ammunition. You're just going to be even more ready for war. (laughs) You're going to think about all of the things that you could say to them that would be really good. And I don't know if everyone else does this, but I certainly inexplicably remember every situation from the past where, oh, you're such a hypocrite. Like you said that two weeks ago and now you're saying this. You just generate more and more material in your mind with which to bash them with. Not really helpful. Another response that I rather liked said, don't discuss it until you're both calm. I guess that goes along with the taking space and time out to just chill your emotions, take a deep breath, calm everything that's going on in your body, all of your instinctive animal responses that are making you react and behave the way you are, probably in a not very nice way. Although you have to be careful with this one because if you discuss it later when you are calm, I think it's all about how are you going to discuss it then? Because the danger here is that when you discuss it, you will just reignite the fire. You know, the fire has finally dampened down. The smoke's gone away. Everything's nice again. You can breathe. The air is clear. And then you go back in and you start talking about it again. And it's kind of like, well, I'm calm now. But what you said earlier, it did really annoy me. Because actually, when you left that cup of coffee in the middle of the floor, I couldn't help but think that was quite a silly thing to do on your part. How am I supposed to know it's there? Why would you leave it in the middle of the floor? Come on, like, what's going on here? That is probably, can you tell I'm speaking from experience here, probably going to result in just another slanging match. You don't want to do that, do you? So I think I like the premise of calm down before you chat. But when you chat, think carefully about what you say is also another thing that needs to be considered here. Because even when you're calm, you can say things that really get under someone's skin. Been there? Done that? Got the t-shirt? I'm sure you have. 
Another person just said, sex and alcohol. You know, distractions, I can see what you're saying. Let's all just ease the pain in a fun and enjoyable way. And make love, not war. They do say that that is a good motivational strategy. But I guess the problem with that is you're not really resolving your issues, are you? You're just putting a little plaster over them. And tomorrow you're probably going to have the same fight, but then I guess you might get the same benefits afterwards. (laughs) Do people still just have arguments just to have the makeup benefits? (laughs) I feel like it's some new form of role play. You know, let's just have an argument so that we can create some incredible opportunities for makeup love. Is that going to solve your relationship problems? Not sure. They might not want to have sex with you if you've just had an argument with them. That's always something to consider. The best route to sex and seducing someone isn't always telling them how rubbish they are. I've found in the past. Don't know about you, but usually doesn't get them in the sack. We also have go for a walk. Again, you're getting space, you're getting fresh air, you're leaving them in peace for a little while... And walking and exercise, we know it cheers you up. It makes your mood a bit brighter. The other person said, let it escalate because there's nothing better to do. You have nothing better to do in lockdown than be mean to your partner? (laughs) I mean, maybe have a debate with your partner, but we're talking argument here. That may leave you with something to do during lockdown, but nothing to do afterwards because you may not have a partner anymore. Although I guess that would give you something to do looking for a new partner. And of course, there are a whole array of activities you can just do when you're single. No pressure to be in a relationship. Just thought I should add that disclaimer on there. I might start an argument myself. And the final response that I will regale you with was change the way you think. And this one I had mixed reactions to, because while I can see the benefits in changing the way you think, I guess that is what you get from giving it five minutes, or maybe more than five minutes, (laughs) giving it some time to sink in. I think we can very much get into this way of thinking of... You can solve any problem in a relationship. If you think a certain way or you do a certain thing, then there's no possible way that you can have a miserable relationship or break up. Love ain't transactional. I feel like that's something that I'm going to say a lot during this podcast and any other work I do in dating and relationships You can't always fix a situation by doing something. Sometimes you are in a relationship with somebody who just is not right for you. And no matter what you do, no matter how much you change yourself, you can't change yourself enough to make them the right person for you. Sometimes it's not about changing yourself. So we have to be careful with that one. Approach with caution. There are limits. Now, I think what all of the best responses have in common here is that they all encourage us to take a little space, take a little time to give ourselves some self-awareness and some perspective on the situation. 
I think in arguments, we often put our emotions in the driving seat. And that is not very helpful a lot of the time. Many arguments are over nothing. They're at the root of them. At their heart, they are over nothing at all. To the point where a lot of times, especially I know from my experience, you just have to laugh about it. You're like, were we honestly arguing over laundry detergent? For goodness sake, what like, what has our life become? What has our relationship become when we're really getting heated about how we wash our clothes? Does it really matter? And what is actually going on, of course, is that it isn't about laundry detergent. It's about something completely different that you actually need to talk about in order to stop these arguments happening and escalating any further. Because if we get over a silly argument and we say, oh, I love you, that was stupid. Well, you know, why were we arguing about soap? That's lovely. But if we don't look at what is actually going on underneath the surface, diving deep into our inner workings, it's likely going to happen again. And it's going to keep happening and it's going to drive you crazier and crazier and crazier until the point when one of you is just like, I can't do this anymore. Let's just call it a day. It's kind of like when I am working on something and I'm doing it over and over and over and I think the answer is to just keep trying. Tomorrow I will wake up and everything will be better. And inevitably, it isn't better. Because the stress is still there, everything gets out of hand, I get upset, I think I'm no good, and because I think I'm no good, then it makes it even worse. I, at those times, have to take a step back and say, okay... I don't think this is about the specific thing that I'm doing. I think it's about how I am feeling inside. There are some deeper issues going on here and I need to tackle those before anything will ever change. I will never get out of this rut that I've got myself into until I attack those issues head on and find ways to overcome them. The same is true in a relationship. Like I say, that is not to say that everything is your fault or everything can be solved. But the beauty of taking time and space is that it gives you perspective. Some things are going to be about nothing. Some things are going to be serious issues. It's good to know what you think in a situation before you have a discussion about it. I think often when we have an argument and we haven't actually had time to formulate in our brain what we think about the situation, because maybe it's just been thrown upon us out of the blue and we weren't expecting it, we act out of defensiveness, we act out of pride, and the real point of the argument just gets completely lost. But when we take that space to think to ourselves, where do I actually stand on this? And then we go in and have a conversation about it. It's going to be much more rational, logical. It's going to make more sense. And we're not going to have so many emotions doing the driving for us. We're going to be more in control of our behavior, of our reactions. But you should feel comfortable to talk about these things with your partner. Because if you're in a healthy relationship 
We all need to express ourselves. We all need to be able to have a different point of view. Sometimes we have to agree to disagree. That is the only way. We don't have to have the same opinion on everything. Because I don't think we have the same opinion on everything with anyone in our lives. We are all beautiful, uniquely crafted jewels. And therefore, we're all going to have different outlooks, different opinions. And that's okay. And I guess it's knowing when to just say, okay, we're never going to agree on this, but let's just move forward. Arguments create clarity. I really believe that an argument sometimes can be the best thing because it can either show you that there are deeper issues that you need to tackle or it can show you that you don't want to do this anymore. These things aren't worth arguing about. They're not worth damaging your relationship for. Your relationship is more important than some of the everyday little things that you could nitpick at each other for. And you see that really clearly. Arguments and confrontations can bring that out more powerfully sometimes than anything else. Sometimes we need to have the storm before we can have the calm. Sometimes we need to have the rain before we can have the rainbow. And I know it's cliche and cheesy and vomit-worthy, but it is true. You need to have the bad sometimes before you can have the good. And I genuinely do believe that if we let them, if we become self-aware, if we get that perspective, confrontation can create clarity. Go give your partner a hug. If you haven't got a partner right now, I hope this made you think about how you may approach confrontation and arguments in close proximity in the future. I hope that you can relate to this in some way. What arguments have you had with your partner during this time? How have they ended? Have they ended in a hug and a kiss and a jolly good time all around? Or have they ended in a different scenario with you sleeping on the sofa? If you have your own experiences and your own solutions of how to stop arguments escalating during lockdown, please let me know. They would be greatly appreciated in my household and I'm sure many others. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and until next time, thank you so much for listening. I have been Fern Lullum and this has been The Things We Don't See.